What's up, everyone? I'm Katherine Rudder, and you're listening to Life in the Fast Chain. On this episode, Sarah Lynch from the partner management team here at R3 joins me to discuss Microsoft's recent announcement, the Azure Blockchain Development Kit, which will give a plethora of tools to developers who are building on all different blockchain platforms. Then we have the worldwide director for blockchain from HPE, Raphael Davison, who discusses why blockchain? What's HPE doing in the space? Let's kick it off with Sarah. Introducing Sarah Lynch on the partner management team. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Of course, it is kind of fun being in here. So before we get started, we need to clear the air because I heard a rumor Uh that you have played piano in Carnegie Hall. Is that true? It is true. Okay, so how many times have you, or you've played a few times, right? Yeah, a few times. So what is your favorite um, note song to play? My favorite song is Rhapsody in Blue by Gershwin. Um, And my reasoning for liking it so much is it's um, a song about New York, and I, I think it's really cool. Yeah, and we love New York. I can just imagine you, like, bopping to that song. That's a really hard song to play. Um, it's a bit difficult, but, I mean, you just got to practice. It's another day in the life of Sarah Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a lot of practicing yeah, in high I, school. I uh, wish I could. I was musically um, talented, but I'm not. That said, I can imagine you, like, you know the, um, there's a meme, and this is like totally making me seem like such a millennial but there's this meme of uh jim carrey from the movie where he's typing on the keyboard really fast (laughs) well i can type really fast because of piano really it shocks everyone yeah i don't know if it's correlated but i'm a really fast typer it for sure is correlated it has to be right like if you play piano for x many years you're probably faster at typing you for sure are i think so can you do anything, like, you know how you can do online com- um, pianos on your computer? Oh, I've never done that. Oh, okay. We'll test your skills after this. I, I'm, I'm a little bit afraid, but yes. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, I'm happy we cleared the air there. So uh, let's talk about what we have you in the room for, um, blockchain. So you work with some of the technology providers that make Corda widely known. Um, So can you talk about Corda deployment overall? Yeah, of course. So we work with a lot of different technology uh, partners to make sure that Corda is kind of widely available and also just um, integrated into some of their technology services. Um, So I work with a handful of those partners. Um, We work with Microsoft really closely on some of their blockchain initiatives as well as making Corda available on their Azure marketplace and integrated with some of their Azure services. Mm-hmm. So we, we work with them, and, and they, they do a lot of interesting things. Like, for example, today they just launched the Azure Blockchain Developer Kit, which is um, an offering for developers that integrates different Azure services and other third-party services to their blockchain ledgers, um, which is pretty cool. We also work really closely with HPE, so Raphael's coming on the podcast in a bit to talk about mission-critical DLT and why our partnership is so important and exciting. So it's been really cool working with that team. And then also Intel. So they uh, have SGX, which we plan to integrate Corda to. So we work really closely with them on that initiative. 
Yeah, you guys are so busy. I feel like being on the partner team must be pretty tough just because you guys are dipping into so many different kind of um, worlds. But you did talk about the Azure Blockchain Developer Kit, which was just announced, which is so cool Mm -hmm. because um, you've talked about the, obviously, Microsoft apps, so like Outlook and uh, Word and all those things. But also the third-party apps are really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So you can integrate Corda or any other blockchain to something like Twitter mm-hmm. or Salesforce or any other. Like I think there's over 200 apps that you can integrate to. So there's wow. so many opportunities. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I would love to, uh, just from my social media perspective, because I always bring it back to me, <laughs> I would love to have a tweet go out and connect to Corda. I would love that. You can. Ha- you have to help me, though, because I can't do it on my own. No, let's do it. Okay. So if anyone sees that tweet go out, you know it was not done by just me. And it was actually probably 100% Sarah <laughs> My first tweet will be calling Decorda, So I love it. <laughs> that's really cool. And, like, Salesforce, like, I don't know. There, That's just so interesting that you can connect to so many different things. I don't know exactly what use cases there are, and I think we should, like, you would know a lot more than me. But um it's not even just with Corda, with all the other blockchains. I think that's going to be huge for developers, just for, like, resourcing. And that whole community is so interesting to me. I know. It's so, so interesting. So I think what it really does is just make it a lot easier for developers to connect to these tools. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it also can provide different ways and ideas that business people can also think about how they can implement a blockchain use case. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's kind of like opening up so many opportunities and like your mind to how blockchain can um, r- interact with other things. I just didn't even, I wouldn't have thought of that, you know? Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that must be exciting kind of being a part of that initiative. I know you've been working a lot on um, that stuff and then obviously your partnerships with other firms like Intel, like you said, and uh, HP, Raphael Davison is great. And he comes on later in the podcast. So it's a pretty cool role you're in. Yeah, no, R3 is awesome. So <laughs> it's, been, it's been a really fun ride. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much for giving us the little tidbits about uh, Microsoft and also what the uh, partner team's doing. Yeah, no, of course. Thanks for having me. Raphael Davison from HPE, thank you so much for coming into the studio today. Thank you for having me, Catherine. Of course. Uh, For those who don't know who you are, let's hear a little bit about you. What's your role at HPE? Sure. So I lead HPE's uh, Worldwide Blockchain Program. So I am responsible for uh, the development of uh, blockchain solutions and services for Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Very cool. So why did you guys get involved in blockchain? Like, why is blockchain important to you? Well, it's interesting. So, uh, you know, you hear, uh, you know, every company has values, right? And Mm -hmm. you say, okay, fine, they have values. And one of the values of HPE is uh, innovators at heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back in 2016, uh, we had people all across the globe in HPE, salespeople, engineers, marketing people, fooling around with blockchain. <laughs> Say, why is a salesperson fooling around with blockchain? They downloaded Corda. Oh, yeah. And a bunch of other things and started fooling around with it. So our labs organization said, you know what? Maybe we should 
form a, a program, a project, and try to see if there's actually a role for HPE in blockchain. So they asked yeah. me to lead it. Very cool. Which was, I said yes. I hung <laughs> up the phone and got a big electrical shock down my spine because I didn't know what blockchain was. <laughs> I said, why did I say yes automatically? Uh, but, you know, I learned. Yeah, I learned. Yeah. And I said, wow, okay, good. So let's go out and figure out what we could do for blockchain for our customers. And that's what we did. So we called our customers. Mm -hmm. And we found out that they were using blockchain, that they had innovation teams, they were using Corda. Mm -hmm. Said, you know what? Um, this is terrific. Customers right now are trying to figure out uh, how what blockchain means to them, mm -hmm. uh, specifically Corda. Uh, so one of the ways we could help is get our services organization up to speed so we can help, uh, you know, with customers taking this innovative technology, blockchain, and integrate it into their operating models. Yeah. HP's history is taking new innovations and trying to help uh, enterprise-grade customers leverage those uh, innovations for uh, the future development. And then the next thing that we've been seeing is that uh, there's been mounting pressure in the last two years for production, mm -hmm. especially those customers that have been doing 5, 10, 15 different uh, blockchain applications. Yeah. You know, we've all been saying, you know, blockchain is transformational. It's going to bring significant value. You can quote all the numbers you want from Gartner and others. Mm -hmm. uh, many of the investors that we're hearing from our customers, that many of the investors, either internal investors or otherwise, are saying, okay, Time to deliver. Yeah. Time to deliver on that. <laughs> like you've the been joke is up. you've been doing your science projects and your experimentation. <laughs> I want to see the value. I want the return on investment. Yeah. So what we've been doing, the value that we bring to our customers is we've been focusing on solutions that help accelerate that transition from uh, proof of concept to production. Yeah. That is a real specific area that uh, we have a unique set of solutions because in our exploration of how we can do that, we've discovered that blockchain applications are going to uh, must at an enterprise level mm -hmm. have to exist in a hybrid uh, operating environment. What I mean by that. I was about is, to say. Yes. What do, you mean by that? what do I mean by that? Tell me. I'll tell you. <laughs> what I mean is it's multiple levels. It's that. Any blockchain application is going to be uh, used by a number of enterprises working together, yep. right? We call that an ecosystem business model. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I have a blog on ecosystem business models, which we'll put cool, a link yeah. to. We'll, link we'll put a link to at the bottom of this. <laughs> um, little self-promotion there. You got it. So <laughs> you have multiple enterprises. Mm -hmm. Each one of those enterprises have their own uh uh, requirement. Mm -hmm. uh, if you, you do, if you're working with banks, their current IT uh, operating, uh, their IT run rate. So mm -hmm. how much do they spend a year on IT? It's in the billions of dollars. Oh my gosh! So you, you know, an average is like four to five billion. Some are even bigger. So that's what a typical bank spends for one year just on running the IT department. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> so you have your blockchain application. Hi, I'm here with my blockchain application. I want you to run it, Mister big bank. And because <laughs> this is transferring, let's say transferring uh, 
uh, value between multiple banks, you have multiple banks with multiple IT operating models that all have to work together. Sounds very complicated. It is. You know, that's <laughs> what we know. We know about enterprise uh, applications and how to make them work across multiple enterprises. So mm -hmm. what you would need to be able to do that is meet the requirements on a hybrid model, meaning some of those uh, institutions, some of those enterprises will want some of the nodes mm -hmm. to operate in a traditional data center. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have notary nodes that need to sit in one particular uh, data center. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you will have some nodes that need to sit in a, in a uh, private cloud. Yep. So you might have a node that only needs to run one hour out of every 24. Well, you'll need some infrastructure so it's not sitting there doing nothing for 23 hours. It needs to mm -hmm. be allocated somewhere else. And you might have uh, many, many nodes that exist on the cloud. That's hybrid. Yeah. Hybrid means multiple uh, operating uh, uh, environments, you know, traditional IT, private cloud, public cloud, mm -hmm. across multiple enterprises that are using the application. Wow, that was a really great way to break it down for me. Okay. So thank you for that. You're welcome. So now, can you tell me what value mission critical DLT brings to blockchain customers? Yes, the value is if your job depends on the system to be available and working, mm -hmm. you're going to want a mission critical DLT. Boom. I like that confident answer. <laughs> yes. Now I can expand on that, but that's it. <laughs> no, it's good. No, I like it. So um, why did HPE decide to use Corda? I typically stay away from these questions yes. on the podcast because I like talking about different blockchains. Um, and I've mm -hmm. had a whole host of people from the music industry to um, digital advertising and all that. They have yes. their own blockchains for their applications. Um, but Corda is obviously, it's, it's underneath other applications. Yes, and, yes. Um, so why did you choose Corda? Well, we chose Corda because our customers chose mm -hmm. Corda. So when we called, when we first started and called the customers, they were all the activity really was in financial services and they were using Corda. That's true. Because our really smart people in HPE Labs, even before I got involved, were f tinkering with all of our different types of uh, architectures, all our different different kinds of servers, mm -hmm. and they were playing with Ethereum and uh, Corda, and they realized that, hey, Corda, because it's enterprise-grade, because it has a deterministic consensus model, because it ensures transaction privacy, mm -hmm. one, fits the requirements, the functional requirements of our enterprise customers, and two, would marry itself very well with some of our infrastructure. Yeah. So it was just designed for the enterprise. We think at a way the enterprises think. So it just fit uh, very well together. And that's why we focused on it. Now, um, you know, we're agnostic. So we have solutions across multiple blockchain platforms. For but, sure. But our, our relationship with R3 and our solutions uh, for Corda, we have more solutions that are designed specifically for Corda Enterprise than any other blockchain platform. Yeah, no, definitely. I think one of the coolest things about this space is, one, how excited everyone is. <laughs> of course, we need to like yes. keep them balanced yes. and not go too crazy with the hype cycle. But just the community aspect of, uh, especially here at R3, that's the whole reason we even have this podcast is because I could have cool people like you on who I typically wouldn't have access to. Well, cool. Okay, <laughs> that's my kid. For our three. <laughs> Daddy cool. Yeah. I'll tell I'll you. I'll get that snippet, send it to you, yes. and you can show your kids. Yeah, they'll, they'll roll their <laughs> eyes. Um, but what's cool about R3, since you bring it up, is when we, we, you know, people at first were saying HPE, blockchain, 
what do you have to say? What do you do? But but mm-hmm. so we had uh, you know to prove ourselves. We had to get out there and start figuring it out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But one of the first places we called was R three and said, hey, you know our our guys in labs <clears throat> figured out some thing that we can take our nonstop box and put Corda on it, and we think we have some ideas. And you guys jumped all over it. It was terrific. <laughs> no, you're like, oh, yeah, you want to talk about it? Do you want to have our engineers get together? You were so uh, open and willing to collaborate. And if one thing that, uh, you know, in my when I lead my team, um, I'm very big on collaboration and cooperation. So as an organization, as a team, as a mm-hmm. blockchain team, we cooperate, but also because partnership is so important to us and our success that yeah. we, we gravitate towards partners that really want to work together. And that was immediately um, apparent when we called uh, R3. And it's been you know <laughs> almost two years now. So it's uh, yeah. great. Oh, that's awesome. I was sitting in... Um, one of our platform updates today, and it's talking about a community. Um, our enterprise, so Corda Enterprise, is mm-hmm. just as good as our open source will be. And we take actually, for open source, we have non-R3 developers contributing to the code. So that kind of reminds me of like, it's, yes. it is really a community, which I love. So uh, what would you say, if you're to look at blockchain in Let's pick 10 years. <laughs> I want to throw this at you. 10 years? Well, okay, you can pick whatever year okay. you want. But, like, where do you see this going? Just not in, like, the next few years. Like, so, what do you think? I'm putting you on the spot. Yes, well, I'm going to kind of push it off on our chief technologist, Tom Galway. Okay. <laughs> who, you know, whenever I would be up on stage or talking to someone saying blockchain is going to be transformational, he looks at me. Shakes his head, furrows his brow. <laughs> it's going to be foundational, Raphael. So, and what does he mean by that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tom is very smart, so I listen to what Tom says. Uh, <laughs> when he says foundational, he means it's going to be the underlying technology for almost everything that our customers are going to do. Mm-hmm. So when you have any information that needs to be secured and shared, uh, in across a, a kind of model like uh, you see with blockchain across uh, distributed entities and things. Uh, you could see applications, um, you know, in all industries on uh, with all different use cases. It's going to be just part of the fabric, kind of like now if you think from a technology perspective, um, containerization or even before that, uh, virtualization. Mm-hmm. That Virtualization isn't differentiating everybody virtualizes. Everyone has virtual virtualized instances. It's just part of what uh, everybody in a corporate IT uh, con, um, perspective, th- that's part of their operating model. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we believe five years, 10 years from now, blockchain technology, uh, you know, be it R3 or something else, but mm-hmm. just the fundamentals behind consensus and blockchain technology uh, is going to be just as a standard foundational technology that uh, new applications and new things will be built upon. Yeah, that's a good way to think of it. Yeah, Tom would say it. Uh, good job, Tom. Uh, he would. He would. <laughs> He would take about uh, 20 more minutes to get to the point, but he oh, would be shots he, fired. He, he would be a lot. <laughs> he would be a lot more accurate. <laughs> I'll block Tom from the podcast yes. so he can't hear. He'll come. He'll be the next one. He'll he'll take a shot back at me. <laughs> oh, good. Well, 
What value does HPE bring to blockchain customers? So HPE will accelerate your blockchain production deployment. So uh, over the years that we've been working in blockchain, we've seen mounting pressure uh, from Develop, people who are developing blockchain applications those ones that have been out in front. So we have customers that have done 5, 10, 15 uh, use cases and POCs. Mm-hmm. The pressure on them to start bringing um, those applications into production and getting the ROI that we all know blockchain can bring, there's mm-hmm. more and more pressure. And one of the things that are holding back production deployments, even when from a functional perspective, everybody knows, hey, we all agree we can do an international money transfer. It goes from A to B. Everybody's happy functionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what they find out is that, going back to what I talked about before, the complexity of the enterprise uh, operating model. Yeah. Uh, so we, our solutions are designed specifically to help meet those, uh, ent- those production uh, requirements mm-hmm. and really help take your application, put it in a hybrid operating model, and accelerate that to uh, production. And we try to do it as uh, seamlessly as uh, we can. So mm-hmm. our mission-critical DLT solution, for example, it's built on Cord Enterprise. Woo-woo! Yes, we <laughs> specifically for Cord <laughs> Enterprise. And one of our, uh, one of our uh, most uh, uh, mission-critical, or probably the most mission-critical uh, solution, the uh, HP Nonstop. Mm-hmm. So Cord Enterprise... That is the uh, the standard we think one of the top uh, enterprise grade uh, DLT platforms, if not the top one. It's our opinion, um, mm-hmm. and the mission, the uh, nonstop where the mission critical DLT is based on. Right now, mm-hmm. that nonstop processes two out of every three global credit card transactions. Wow! More than maybe more than half of all the texts are processed on that thing. So there's companies that have a bunch of these things all deployed and they just sit there every day and do billions and billions and billions of credit card transactions. Mm -hmm. So it is the industry standard for reliability, for fault tolerance. If my job is based on credit card transactions going through, I want to put it on nonstop. So what a really smart engineers did is they took Corda. This was before enterprise, but they took Corda and they integrated it with the nonstop. And a year and a half later, uh, of our engineering team, our labs, and the R3 people working together, we have the mission-critical DLT. So you, if you put your application or maybe just some of your notes on our solution, you know, it is 100% fault tolerant, and that's yeah. not hyperbole. It is made <laughs> to expand and clone itself. You can say, I want transactions to run at, let's say, 10 milliseconds, or you can set some performance level. Mm-hmm. And on its own, it will start monitoring that. And if it starts seeing the transaction speed getting getting a little longer and longer and longer before anything happens, it will clone itself automatically, load balance uh, along more instances, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, keep that transaction speed at the level. And then wow. when it doesn't need it, it'll get rid of those clones. Or if one of those clones happens to break for some reason, mm-hmm. it'll just isolate that, throw that away, make more clones. And what's cool about it, let's say your application is running great. You deployed it in, in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And it's going and it's great. And you start saying, okay, this is terrific. Uh, the guys in London want to use it. Mm-hmm. And the guys in New York want to use it. 
you just take one of these boxes in London, you take another box, put it in uh, New York, and you tell the one in Hong Kong, you say, hey, there's a brother Mission Critical DLT <laughs> in New York and another brother in uh, London. It will automatically clone itself across uh, those what? three servers. You don't have to. You just set it up. You just tell it that those things exist, and it will monitor the load on all three locations and share amongst each other to make sure you have a consistent level. Let's say New York falls off the grid for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So it just disappears. Without the customer knowing, all those New York transactions will automatically be rerouted to London and Hong Kong. And you keep running, and then when New York comes up, because you did some great work, it, the <laughs> other two machines will recognize it and say, oh, we need to bring New York back up to speed, and it'll re-load uh, um, uh, balance itself across it. You yeah. know, it does all that because that's what's required right now for other enterprise applications like credit card transactions. We said, well, you know what? If I'm going to bet my job on uh, this new blockchain application and everybody who's been investing in my project for the last two years wants their return, mm -hmm. they can't have it go offline. Yeah. So we said, you know what? Let's create this solution that has a very specific class of service, 100% fault tolerance, and let's make it work for Core Enterprise. So that's the value mission critical DLT brings. Wow, that's remarkable. It's That's, cool. I wish that everyone listening could see your hands and your, <laughs> your emotions. <laughs> they should watch my Corticon video. Yeah, that's true. We'll link to that also. But the thing is, they didn't show, they just showed my slides. They didn't show me in my hands, so mm. you'll, you'll miss that. Dang. Yes, I know. I got a little animated. I didn't want to hit I the love microphone. it. It's actually very easy for me to follow. <laughs> New York's here. London's there. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Well, yeah, that's remarkable technology. That's uh, It's cool. And that's not our only one. We have yeah. four different types of – we have a, a solution for Corda that – remember that example I gave? Your blockchain, this node happens to only need to work one hour out of every 24. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're thinking about a, an, a bank's IT uh, run rate again, $4 billion, you have a lot of equipment. Mm-hmm. You can't have a, co a piece of equipment fully dedicated to one hour and the other 24, 23 hours, it just sits and does nothing. Mm -hmm. So we have a something called a composable infrastructure where software defined, in software you can say, for every hour, on that one hour, I want you to allocate uh, some storage and some compute and some networking and run, and it'll run the blockchain, do whatever it needs to do. And then when it's done, it'll put those resources back in the pool. And then if the accounting department is closing the books and they need a little bit extra compute, that compute can be used for that. So mm -hmm. it's cool. You can put it together yeah. when you need it, and then you can put it back into the pool so someone else can. Uh, it's kind of like the the, sh the bike sh city bikes. You know, yeah, you yeah, use yeah, it when yeah. you need it, and when you're not, you put it back and someone else takes it. So that's called composable infrastructure. And we took Corda. Uh-huh. And we, we uh, put it on a composable infrastructure called Synergy. Uh -huh. So now it's cool. You can have, so what do you mean by hybrid? Well, you can have your notary nodes and an Oracle that never can go down, and that could be on Mission Critical DLT. But some of you, in the same application, you can have some other regular quarter nodes running on Synergy because it's only needed uh, one hour. Mm -hmm. And then you can have other nodes running on the cloud, and they all have to work together, and they have to be managed and governed and all that. That's what HPE does. So that's the whole basis, that whole class of service, finding the right combination of the platform mm -hmm. and the architecture and having that work together. 
yeah. my hands again. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's the whole basis for our uh, solution strategy, class of service, and our uh, current product portfolio. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm happy you ran through those two examples for okay. me. Yes. Do you have any more? I mean, we can keep going if we want. Or we, we do, but uh, we could watch also the just video. link to we can. Yes. yes. So I'll link to the Corticon video for anyone who doesn't know what Corticon is. It was our flagship conference in London, and you spoke at it. And yes, um, it was a lot of fun. The videos are out on the internet, yes. and people can watch it. So we'll link to that. Link to your blog posts. Perfect. So other than those two things, where could people learn a little bit more about what you guys are doing at HPE and yourself specifically? Sure. So so um, I have a Twitter feed, mm-hmm. at Raphael Davison. Okay. Uh, and my LinkedIn, it's Raphael Davison. <laughs> Being <similar>. named Raphael <laughs> is kind of, in a sense, it makes it easy to find. Um, <laughs> uh, also, HPE, we have a dedicated blockchain landing page. So hpe.com slash info slash blockchain. Great. So those are really the places to go. Awesome. Um, you can tweet me. You can LinkedIn me. And go to our <laughs> web and hit the contact. It goes to somebody in my team. Cool. So uh, those are great places to go. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming into the studio today. So much fun. It's very fun. I learned <laughs> a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of Life in the Fast Chain. I've had a few requests for a Blockchain 101 episode, and I swear I'm listening. I'm putting together something special with all the basics, so stay tuned for that. So do the things I always say to do at the end of every episode. Share, like, subscribe, rate, but only if it's good. Just kidding. Okay, bye!